is singer-songwriter, broadcaster, audio-video artist, entertainment agent, and your host for the Dharmic Evolution. It's the master storyteller himself, James Kevin O'Connor. Hey, we're going down under today. Haven't been to Australia in such a long time, and I think we are long overdue. So before we get to our special guest today, I want to just thank you guys for supporting the show. Please continue to do so by stopping by, checking out dharmicevolution.com. And if you want, you can sign up for your favorite platform there. And please also, if you're digging the show, uh, give us some comments and send this off to a friend to let them check out the Dharmic Evolution. I also wanted to let you guys know about a coaching opportunity that I am making available to all of my Dharmic fans out there. And there's four areas that I can specialize in to help you. Relationship, spiritual, life, and podcast coaching. For those who are interested and want this kind of help, please email me, james at dharmicevolution.com, and I will set up a 30-minute free zoom call for us to vet this out and see if we're a good fit for one another everyone needs coaching i've been getting coached off and on for probably 25 years tony robbins gets coached and he's the coach of all coaches so once again for those who are dead serious about achieving the best results in their life that they can get email me james at dharmicevolution.com a free no obligation 30-minute Zoom call with me to see if we are a good fit. So today, we are going to Perth, Australia, on the west side of the continent. And we're checking out this guy named Zach Linton. Now, I caught Zach on one of the So Far Sounds uh, concert appearances out in Australia. Zach combines soul and a youthful love for hard rock and blues. He's a guitarist, singer-songwriter, and producer from Perth, Western Australia. His lust for the fretboard is only complemented by a strong passion for songwriting, music production, and creating sounds that not only have a reminiscent feel and influence, but its own identity. So we got into some really cool discussions about songwriting, creating sounds, production, gear, guitars, amplifiers. Of course, we also talked about the massive continent of Australia and maybe Bitcoin mining? You better strap up your seatbelts because we're taking a ride today on the Dharmic Evolution with Zach Linton. So, Zach, welcome to the Dharmic Evolution. Thank you very much, and thank you for having me, too. Yeah, half a world away, man, in Perth, Australia. Yeah, I know, right? Crazy. 13 hours in, in front of you guys. Yeah, so uh, I guess, yeah, I guess uh, I'm in your future, or you're in my future, something like that. <laughs> yeah, that's it, yeah. <laughs> yeah, so I was checking it out, um, and, you know, I was delighted to see that Perth is one of the safest cities and uh, yes, so I, that was a surprise because I said, "Oh, the Western side, I don't really know that much about it. I've had a lot of artists, yeah. you know, from Sydney and Melbourne and stuff on, but uh, I yeah. haven't had anyone from Perth. So um, tell us a little bit about the scene there. It looks like a beautiful city. It is. A, it's a beautiful city. So I, I live um, south of the city, about an hour and yeah, about about, about an hour south, and um, 
there's a small music scene where I am, but it's mainly in the city itself. And there's quite a lot of bands going around. There's a big like indie scene, um, quite a few rock bands, like kind of a surfy kind of vibe going on. Um, but yeah, there's some really good musicians around and it's a really good community too. And everyone kind of helps each other out and stuff. So yeah, it's good. It's great. This is, um, this, I was so happy to hear your music being played. And I picked you up on uh, So Far Sounds. I don't want to talk a little bit about them later. But um, yep. I was, um, I found some really good artists on So Far Sounds. How did you uh, connect with them? Like, when did you first hear about yep. them? I just got a call um, from Paul that runs it and um, over here. And he said, um, are you interested in doing a a gig it was a, a, like an art gallery thing and um, I, di I did that gig and it ended up the audio they recorded at that particular gig didn't go something went wrong and then he called me up again and said uh, do you want to come to this uh, distillery and and do another one there and we'll we'll get it down and record it and, and make sure everything's okay and then that was the performance that you would have obviously seen on the on the channel yeah um but yeah, it's it's such a good um, a good thing what they do, you know, um, finding us artists locally and then giving us a video like they've done for me, you know, and to for some publicity, you know, on YouTube and stuff, and to get that that level of quality too. So I'm I'm really grateful that I that I found them and they they got in touch. Yeah, you know, I love the fact that they've kind of thought outside of the box by going to places like you just said, a distillery, an art gallery. Yeah. Um, yeah. I've seen things in Manhattan where they're like in this basement of this industrial type place and, and it all works, yeah. you know, it just works. It's, it's like it's awesome, yeah. Yeah, and it's like it's really people cool. don't really care. It's like we're here to see music, so we don't really, you know, the venue is like, you know, it's, it's hit or miss, but that's okay, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that's it. That's it. It's really cool for the audience too, because they don't know where it's going to be really on until the day and who's going to be playing. So it's kind of a big surprise, really. And I think it's really cool how it works. Yeah. So um, you, with your music, uh, really, really love what you're doing. Love your sound, and um, you know you've got a really unique sound there. Um, you're, you're sort of you're sort of pop rock R and B. Uh, you got a little bit of like the Stevie Ray vibe in there. I mean, you got like a lot of really really good <laughs> things and great guitar sounds. Um, Thanks very much. Yeah, yeah, love what you're doing with that. And so, um, tell us a little bit about your process, Zach. When you are yeah. coming up with songs, how do you go about your crafting your songs are you you know with guitar in hand probably most of the time or do you start with um you start with a lyric is it all different yep. ways how do you go about it um i think being a guitarist mainly always starts with the guitar um i'll come up with like a riff and then um then i kind of you know come up with where the verses choruses bridges or where the solo is going to be and then i'll write the lyrics around that so it always starts with the guitar. And then um, as far as, because I, I produce my own stuff now, the actual songs, how they turn out, is kind of based around the song and the lyrics. So kind of a lot of the songs are kind of different. But um, yeah, it's just all a process of the, the production side of things, really. When I get on the computer and I'm actually producing the song too, I think that brings a lot of what the end result's going to be once I start messing around with the keyboards, the guitars, the synths, and different vocal melodies and things so but it right. always starts with the guitar 
So the mighty riff is is the is the master of all. <laughs> yeah, yeah, pretty much. <laughs> you know, I, I, I'm I'm a lot you know similar in some ways uh, because it's like it seems like that is the part that is always the driving force. You know, if you're a guitar player, yeah. or for many of us anyway. But it's like yeah. it's like that comes and then all of a sudden, you know, building the song like. It's not too difficult once you have that fundamental driving sound, you know? It's like, oh, this is what yeah. it is, you know? And then it's just fun. It's like putting a jigsaw puzzle together. That's it. It is. It's like a jigsaw. Yeah. It is. That's, that's a really good way to put it. Yeah, a really good way. Yeah, because sometimes, you know, you mess around with it and you go, wow, wait a minute. You know what? I, I wrote the chorus first here. It's like, you know, sometimes you usually start with a verse, but... That's cool too. I mean, it's like sometimes the bridge turns out to be the chorus, and you didn't know that at the outset. But after, you yeah. know, tinkering with it for a while, it's like, wait, this this is now telling me that it's, uh, you know, it's a different. It belongs in a different place. So yeah. I want to I want to share um, this song with our audience, and this is called Money. Sometimes it costs me more I give a damn for my money And sometimes it costs me more Cause I used to have my life If I used to use my time for somebody Yeah, my babe On the dotted lines, phones and pages for some money For somebody's wanting It's the way I strive to be Provide for things I think I need I start to lose my dignity Give up time for my money I need I start to lose my dignity Give up time 
money, baby. Um, really, really yeah. cool sounds. I love the wah pedal in there and all the different things, all the textures you put into the song. Really, very cool. So, how did t- take us into your your process of how you stack the guitars and the keyboards? How yeah. you built the song? Yeah, um, this one was actually a, a synth, a sample I had on on a synth. The actual um, the the keyboards in the background. Okay. And then I basically transcribed that to a electric piano. I think it was a Wurlitzer or something. And then I just put like a filter on it, you know, tried to make it a bit more backgroundy. And then the guitar is just like a standard kind of R&B kind of thing, you know? Yeah. Uh, this was probably the most experimental song I did on that EP. And then the drums um, is just a drum machine, you know, playing a pad in the room and just trying to fit the drums to the song. Yeah, who? Um, what were you using on the drum machine? It was literally just a a roly pad. Have you seen those small roly pads? You can no, get the roly no. blocks. No, so it's called a, a a roly block, and it's a tiny pad. And you literally, um, yeah, you just hit it with your fingers, and it's pressure sensitive. So if you obviously hit it hard like a snare, it's going to come out more more prominent. Because a couple of, at first I said, I know that's a machine. And then I said, wait a minute, I'm hearing yeah. some, I'm hearing some human feel on that. Maybe I'm wrong, you know? Yeah, that, yeah. It, it cool. was done by hand, but on a, <laughs> on a, on a pad machine, you know? So, yeah. Awesome. Yeah. Awesome. Um, so I want to ask you about gigging around Perth and the places that, that you play at. Um, yeah. It looks like you're, you're playing, you know, pretty actively. Um, is yeah. the... Is the pandemic like put at bay for your part of, of the country or the continent? I should say, are you guys yeah. um, are are you guys? You're obviously playing out. So are, have things loosened yeah. up a bit? Because I know you guys went through some um, tough times. Yeah, it's to be honest, the last year and a half, it's it's kind of been like there hasn't been a pandemic here. Oh, really? Now, yeah. are you yeah, so, when you say here? Are you saying Perth, or are you? Yeah. Saying, this- just the whole of Western Australia, really. It's, right. We've had a we've had a good run where, um, yeah, we've we've been able to go out gigging and and not really think about a pandemic, really, because everywhere's been open. You know, you you can do it. I mean, obviously they've got the you have to sign into venues and things like that. But as far as lockdowns and things like that, it's been very very minimal here compared to the rest of Australia. Anyway, I'm moving to Perth, so, man. I, it's like, <laughs> yeah, yeah I know. Times I've heard that. <laughs> I know because I, you know, you know, I I keep forgetting, you know, how gigantic you know the Australian continent is. So the fact that you're on the yeah, west yeah. side, it's like you're so far yeah. removed from you know Sydney and all that goes on over on that side of it. You know, um, yeah, that's really great news. So so tell us more about the gigging scene, like. Where do you yep. find yourself playing? Do you play in bars? You play in restaurants? You know, small theaters. What's the? Yep. What are the opportunities there? I mean, mainly I've been playing, um, you know, small bars and things, and and then occasionally I'll go up north and play bars and you know bigger breweries and things up there. Um, so by up north, it's probably a thirteen-hour drive north. Right. Called called Exmouth and Coral Bay. Uh-huh. And, um, it's it's amazing up there, you know. The scene up there is really cool, um, and yeah, it's just I, I try and get wherever I can. I like a road trip. I like getting in the car and driving a few hours, you know, and doing gigs in the middle of nowhere or um, in a nice place by the beach. Yeah, um, 
Now I've started to move more into the original scene as, as opposed to more the covers kind of thing. Right. So obviously for income and things like that, I've been playing mainly cover shows, you know, which, yeah. which I enjoy. But now I'm starting to want to get into the original scene more. So we've, we've done a few gigs at some uh, really cool venues around the city area as a band. And um, hopefully there's more to come. We're playing today at a venue uh, called Gov's Bar on Rottnest Island. Uh, so that's going to be pretty cool. Be a good gig. It's like a small blues club kind of atmosphere in there. So that that should be a really good gig. And we're doing it as a trio, kind of a bluesy sort of thing. So so you're playing today. To so you you just yeah. I just got you out of bed. So I'm I'm you like yeah, I'm like, <laughs> like we're on opposite ends of the spectrum here. But uh, you know, yeah, and yeah. I'm so I'm so happy that you accommodated me uh, by get offering to get up early because that's the last thing I ever hear from musicians. You know, who oh, want to like, get up. It's like with vampires, really, isn't it? It's, it's like, like, yeah, it's, it's like, are you kidding? And... Like, my son plays down in Austin as a singer-songwriter, yeah. and uh, yeah. I don't even try calling him until afternoon yeah. sometime you know so but <laughs> but uh but uh yeah for you offered you said hey i'll get up early for this and i said oh that's great yeah. because as doing the broadcast man i fade like eight o'clock that's even eight thirty. that's too late for me to do to do yeah. this because i have to you know i, I got to be up for it you know feel feel really yeah. good about it so so that is really cool news so tell me more about now that you're because i saw you as a soloist and you did a great yeah. job. You used just a little bit of effect on the loop, which was really cool. And so you could yeah. solo over what you were doing. But um, you said you're playing three-piece. So I'm assuming yeah. bass and drums. And you got the guitars covered uh, if you need, you know, yeah. two of them using <laughs> yeah. electronics, right? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Excellent. so we've been playing as a trio, yeah. And um, it's, it's, it's been awesome. Done a few gigs around the city, like I said before. And playing solo for so long, um, it's it's been great to pick up the electric guitar again, you know, and yeah. getting to shred on that a bit more. So yeah, it's, it's been good. So what is your um, is your ultimate like presentation of your music? Three piece, or do you you know you're saying money's no object? You can hire whoever you want. Is it what would it be? Yeah. Would it be four piece, five piece with keyboards? Like how would you? Yeah. have your best presentation of your music um i do i do like the three piece because it's so open to what everyone you know, i mean you can have a jam you know and, and kind of wing things as well i like i like to jam you know i like to be rehearsed but i also like to have fun doing a gig so i think a three piece you know you can you can break things down and and um you know you can hear a song on the way to a gig or whatever and do a cover of it um Whereas I would actually like a keyboard player as well. I do like the elements of having the keys there. Yeah. Um, so probably eventually we'll try and get a keys player involved. And yeah, probably in, in the end, yeah, get, get a keys player involved. I think it, that brings just a completely different element to the music. Yeah. And plus all this stuff I'm writing does have keys in it. So right. it would make more sense. <laughs> it yeah. It's, sense. No, it's, it always, you know, it always fills out. Just having that little bit of yep. symphonic stuff in the background is really, really nice. You know, some strings or whatever. Um, yep. Just having textures makes the guitar stand out, I think. So you said you've been on the trail of going from solo artist to all of a sudden, you know, not all of a sudden, but gradually switching over. How is the environment you know, in your area for um, accepting of 
you know, original artists, are there pockets that are more friendly to that? Or like, is it all located in one place? Like, where do you go for where they really are receptive to original artists? Yeah. Um, yeah, that's a good question. Uh, mainly the bigger venues in, in the city here, um, there's, there's a big music scene, obviously in the center of the city and such some really cool, cool venues there. And Fremantle, which is close to Perth too, which is, um, a, again, an amazing vibe there. Um, but yeah, the, the main venues are obviously around, around the city and I'm trying to get involved more on playing, you know, getting a lineup together of like three bands, four bands, and then hitting venues up and saying, look, we've got this show, we've got these bands ready to play. What dates have you got for us, you know? Yeah. That's what I'm focusing more now. I've only just kind of entered this scene, you know? So yeah, obviously so- mainly playing solo and, you know, earning an income doing it now. I'm wanting to focus more on my actual music that I'm writing. So Yeah, so tell so, me yeah. about geography. Like um, how stretched will this make you? Is it something where you have to go out and spend like a week to do a tour like to cover the amount of miles that you would that you would do like how many like how much how much I, I guess I'm trying to ask like could you plan a tour in Western Australia yeah. um, that could sustain for like like let's say a month or two uh, without going all the way over to the east side because I guess that's that would be pretty expensive you know to go all the way to, it would it would be very expensive yeah, yeah especially Sydney. in fuel <laughs> yeah, yeah yeah I mean I mean you wouldn't you, yeah. I mean you'd have to maybe you'd have to drive but I mean that would take you like how long would that take you to get over there oh it'd take ages to to get to South Australia probably a day and a half of driving something like that yeah full yes. day and a half yeah so you'd have Obviously, to without breaks right but Yeah, pretty much, yeah. But as far as WA goes, you could go north, you know, drive 13 hours north to Exmouth, play there. Then you could go to the other towns leading up to Broome, up to the near the top. And then obviously then you're getting closer to the Northern Territory. Um, and then down south, even down south, there's a, a place called Margaret River over here. That's okay. an amazing spot. There's some great live music venues down there. So you can definitely, definitely do a tour here. Yeah. Without a doubt. Um, you could probably do it over a month. That's great. Quite easy. And that's without even obviously touching South Australia, the Northern Territory. So it's a really great place to do a tour just so in one state, you know? Yeah. Yeah. That, that's awesome. Yeah. So, so tell me about, say you're traversing from the West side all the way over to the East and you're driving, you get to the center of Australia. What do you got? Do you got yeah. just kangaroos? Or do you have like uh, yeah, you've got you've got a few cool towns. You've got like Alice Springs and stuff. And I mean, I, I wouldn't know too many. Yeah. The good thing is here as well. There's a lot of mining, a lot of mine sites. So on the way to you know these kind of remote towns, you can do a mine site gig or something. You know. Right. Um, they gotta which have is good, good bars. Well. Yeah, that's right. it. And yeah. there's loads of small towns within um, WA, like in the Wheat Belt. Part, which is quite quite remote out of the city and there's these small towns everywhere you know with a, with a main pub and stuff where you could probably do a cover gig on your way to to a, you know another venue somewhere 
Right. Um, so what are we I'm mining old... out there, Zach? Are we mining Bitcoin or are we mining gold? Or like, <laughs> yeah. like what's going on out there? <laughs> also, I mean, the, the main things here is um, iron ore mining. Uh -huh. um, there's, a, there's a bit of uh, lithium mining south of where I am, about two hours south. Um, and obviously a lot of gold mining too. Yeah. So I've played some of the mine sites, some of the mine sites before. Yeah, Australia's yeah, famous really cool for, their, for their gold. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, a lot of gold mining. Yeah. So it sounds like you know I'm helping you book your tour to get you going out there, man. Like hey, we're working, <laughs> yeah. working this thing out, you know. <laughs> well, that's great that you have a, a cool music scene. Let's talk about gear a little bit, if you don't mind. I love talking guitar gear and things. So, yeah. um, when you're playing out live, what what is yeah. your rig like? What are you using to get your sounds? Um, I use orange amps. I love orange amps. Okay. Um, so I'm using at the moment a smaller venue. I'll use a tiny terror. I just use a tiny terror with, with the one by twelve cab. You know, mic'd up, it just works. And then um, as far as pedals and stuff go, um, nothing special really. You know, a wah, a chorus pedal. I don't really use boost pedals or anything. I just use the amp and roll the volume on the guitar. Yeah. Um, and guitar-wise, just mainly the Fenders, Yiggy Gibsons, you know? Nothing um, fancy, really, just kind of stock standard rock, you know? I saw you had that, um, um, you have that gold top Les Paul. Uh, what year is that? Yeah, one? yeah. It's a 69. Wow, um, wow. Pete Townsend owned that, yeah. I bet, you know? <laughs> yeah, yeah. It'd be nice. It'd be worth a, worth a lot if you did. I have a 1956 um, Les Paul special. Yeah. <laughs> oh really 56 56 yeah wow. yeah, yeah. Some, yeah wow. somebody sold it to me many many years ago he came in yeah. bought a bunch of them from a collector and he called me up all excited i bought it for 500 dollars. Yeah. i was very, <laughs> 500 so, bucks, i was yeah. like i was like 19 or 20 at the time i was like wow yeah wow so but yeah, yeah, awesome. yeah guitars are just they're just great you know they're just really oh, I, just, I just love guitars you know it's definitely a big passion is not just playing guitar but you know Playing different ones and um, buying them when you when I've saved some money. So yeah, it's great. something about the feel, the look, and the smell. Sometimes you open the case and it's yeah, like that's yeah, like yeah. an old friend in there, man. It's like wow, it this is just amazing. And they don't they don't yeah. change. They, they, that smell is like there forever. You know, it's crazy. Yeah, yeah. that's it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you got to be a yeah. guitar player to to know all about that. So I want to introduce this next one. This one is called Balance.
This one has such a groove to it, man. Balance. I love this song. Um, tell me about the thought behind this, uh, the metaphor behind the song. Uh, what yeah. is the story that goes with this? The story, um... or or is there one, or is it just kind of like you know jamming out, like? Yeah, I mean, it, it, it is a jam song, you know. I, right. I remember um, writing this song and obviously towards the middle to the end, it's just a guitar, you know, it doubled up. Yeah. Um, and there's kind of a drum drum thing in, in the middle as well. It is a jammy song. I think um, lyrically it kind of speaks about having a voice, you know, and um, trying to get your voice heard, whether, you know, whatever that's in. Right. Um but so, yeah, it's it is a jam song. When we play this live, we have a good time. It's uh, a, a lot of soloing, a lot of drums, and um, yeah, a lot of noise <laughs> coming from the PA. So yeah, it's, were you? A I really enjoyed writing it too. Were you a fan of Stevie Ray Vaughan? I hear I hear a little absolutely, influence. Yeah, 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 yeah hear, absolutely. Yeah. Massive influence on me. The blue yeah, side of you. <laughs> yeah, I remember being a kid and listening to the um, In Step album a lot. You also um, remind me uh, a bit of Keith Urban um, on the guitar in that, you know, um, he, I think he's Australian too, actually, Keith Urban, isn't he? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, and, yeah. And, um, I, but you have um, like unique phrasing. Like I like your phrasing a lot, the way you play, you know, it's just, um, and oh, that's, man. you know, kind of your fingerprints are all over. You know, you've got your own sound, which is, which is just great. That's priceless to have that, you know. Yeah, thanks. Tell us about, like, besides Stevie, influences um, yeah. that really captured your imagination when you were coming up as a guitar player and you knew that this is, you know, this was home for you. Yeah. Uh, the first one for me was Angus Young from ACDC. Oh, um, yeah. Yeah, when I was a kid, um, I used to listen to the If You Want Blood, the live album. And I ended up learning most of the songs on that album, the solos and stuff. So Angus Young's a massive influence. Um, other other ones, um, Eddie Van Halen, love Van Halen. I used to play all that stuff when I was younger. Um, Gary Moore, yeah. big one too. Gary Moore, love Gary Moore. There's so many. John Mayer too, love John Mayer's Yeah, I heard player. a lot of John. He's an amazing, Mayer. amazing guitar player. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I love them all. You know, even the the big shredders. You know, like Steve Steve Vai and uh, Malmsteen, all of them. Yeah, you know, you can take bits from everyone. You know, and, and put it into your own music too. You know, coming up with riffs and, and trying to make your own sounds too. But obviously, a lot of my stuff's blues based mainly, especially on these tracks too. Right. How long? So. Um, what this journey that you're on? How long did it take you to get where you are now? Like, were you playing as a very young kid? Like, when you first started playing, did you play as a, as a real youngster, or did it hit you later in life? Like, when when did this journey begin? I was young. I was seven when I started playing guitar. Yeah. Okay. Um, so yeah, st started young playing guitar. I, I never sang till I was nineteen, twenty. Really? Too shy? So I haven't been singing. Yeah, I think it, it wasn't really a shy thing. I always wanted to be the guitarist in the band. Yeah. And then over here. Um, there's two two guys put a an advert on Gumtree and put um, there were older guys in their fifties and put if anyone around here wants to have a jam or whatever come have a jam with us so I, I went around and just took a guitar and had a jam with them I was about eighteen and then um, they kind of gave me the confidence to 
to sing, you know. And after seeing the Where the Light Is DVD, the John Mayer thing, yeah, I was like, oh, I'm, I'm going to give this a go. And then right. just started singing and writing songs and then, yeah, kind of progressed from there, really. See, the two old guys did it for you, man. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, Joseph and Don, they definitely helped me out in, in this journey, yeah, big time. Sometimes you just yeah. need a push because you got a great voice, you know, and it's like it's just stepping up and, and then finding out, like, you know, Phil yeah. Collins is a great example of that. You know, he was behind Peter Gabriel his whole career on drums. And then yeah, that's Pe it. When yeah, Peter yeah. left, it was like he actually yeah. auditioned for Genesis, yeah. even though he was in the band. Yeah, <laughs> he auditioned yeah. for his own band because they they were yeah. very democratic about it, and they were they were smart businessmen too. They said, you know, we want like it's Peter Gabriel is like pretty tough dude to replace, but um, Absolutely. but Phil like like. You know, he had a voice back there, but he was supportive. And then he really stepped into the role once he, you know, it's like anything else. You sing every day, you're probably going to be a good singer, you know, just like playing yeah. guitar, you know. So yeah. so tell me about that journey as far as vocalists, like who, yeah. like John Mayer, you, you mentioned, of course, but um, other vocalists that you admired, like as you stepped into this role, like who did you really, like, who really got to you? Yeah. I mean, the, the, the main vocalist for me is um, I love like Chris Cornell and, oh, and yeah. uh, Led Zeppelin, all, all that stuff, you know. I mean, I'm, I don't have the, the voice for that. If I could do that, I'd love to be able to sing like that. Yeah, wouldn't we all? But, um, obviously, <laughs> like, like Stevie Ray Vaughan, I, like, I, I love Stevie Ray Vaughan's voice, you know. Yeah. Um, John Mayer, great voice too. Um, but yeah, my, my ultimate singer would be probably Chris Cornell. Um, another singer I love a lot is, um, oh, I'm trying to think of his name, <laughs> from uh, Humble Pie, early Humble Pie. Days. Oh, Peter Frampton. No, not he Peter Frampton. I like Peter Frampton, though. Great yeah. vocalist. Um, yeah. Oh, what's his name? I can't remember, I can't remember his name. Um, um, I'm drawing, sang in Humble Pie. Yeah, I'm drawing a blank on that, too. Um, yeah, I am, yeah. Yeah, so, so tell, me about, tell me about your aspirations for, as you're moving forward, like where do you see your career going? I mean, do you, do you see yourself growing into, like, bigger and bigger venues, like, with a full band? Like, you know, do you, you want to do stadiums? Like, what do you want to do? Oh, that would be the dream, yeah, obviously, to play a stadium. Um, yeah, I think my goals are to um, – I think I've found my sound now that I'm, I'm wanting to do, and it, it's kind of writing more based around that. Yeah. So I want to produce more you know, produce my own stuff more. I'm doing another EP right now. So hopefully that's going to be done in the next month. And then as far as venues go is um, actually hit this original scene and get on some lineups, get more known around Perth and try and pull more audience, more of an audience into venues, you know? Yeah. So and just, just keep progressing. Is the music business um, very supportive for, I mean, do you have like... Um, friends that are getting getting deals signing deals with record companies out that way um do you see that happening on the original side or is it just... i haven't really seen that myself um, yeah. i've heard of a, a few in this scene here that have obviously been signed and, and stuff um but mainly i mean it's it's big on obviously independent artists now you know and, yeah and you don't really need to get your music out there a record label be behind you anymore so I mean, you can push your own music out. And so it, it'd be nice to be obviously backed by hundreds of thousands of dollars by a record company because that's what's going to ultimately get you put in the picture out there. Right. But 
these days being able to produce your own music and put it out i think is a massive a massive thing and that's why you've got so many independent artists now and they can actually do that i'm glad to hear so, you say that that's that's great yeah yeah yeah, keep keep going, man. Keep going down the path. Um, what are you doing as far as promotion? Yeah, Instagram, Facebook, any other venues or, or any uh, platforms, I should say, um, that you guys use to to push your music out? Uh, it's mainly um, you know the your Apple Music, your Spotify's, all that stuff. Instagram, Facebook. Um, there's not really anything else I use to be honest. Yeah, um, just to, just the same old. Right. You know your social media and your. Um, whatever your publisher puts your songs on from Google to <laughs> right to um, to Spotify, yeah. Well, the best news then, of all is that you're able to get out and play live again, you know. I mean, yeah, uh, that's it. you know, having that thing that we had for, for the last couple of years was, was really brutal, you know, to not be able to, yeah. to get out. So, so it's awesome. Um, yeah. I'm really happy about your career, man. I love your sound. I like what you're doing. Really, really good sound. Um, you know, songs are great. Vocals are great. So, man, I just want to wish you uh, all the success uh, moving forward. Any, as we're wrapping up, any last minute things that you would like to say to our audience in many, many countries uh, that yeah. are tuning into this Um any advice you want to give to up-and-coming uh, musicians uh, or anything at all that you would like to say as we as we part ways? Um, I think for Musos, a big thing for me was actually re recording, you know, getting into recording. I think through doing that, you find your sound, you find what you're all about, and you find what you want to make. That's, that's what did it for me. Um, and I just want to thank your audience, too, for listening. I really, really appreciate it, and I appreciate you getting me on your show. Really appreciate it. I, I love doing stuff like this and, and talking to, to a muso such as yourself too. So really, thank you very much. My pleasure. Zach, um, it was a pleasure having you on the Dharmic Evolution. I got another Australian buddy now. I'm so happy. I haven't had an Australian on in a long time. So, <laughs> I mean, I just I just love being able to, you know, go into other countries, especially you guys. You're so far away from the States, you know, but um, there's a certain um, there's a certain allure to a uh, certain mystique about the Australians, which is just very, very cool. So wishing all of God's blessings on you, your family, and your music uh, moving forward. Thank you very much. What's not to love about an awesome guitar player who writes great songs? Yeah, had a great time with Zach today. Please support him by going to dharmicevolution.com. Check out the blog. It'll have the show, the show notes, everything about Zach Linton. And don't forget about the coaching opportunity. That's a wrap for me today. I'm your host for the Dharmic Evolution, James Kevin O'Connor. So until the next time when we meet again, I'll either see you on the socials or I'll see you from the stage. Ride on, ride on, baby, won't you take a ride with me? Ride on, ride on, we can untangle all the mystery. If wishes were windows, I'd open one and find That freedom is really a simple state of mind So ride on, ride on, baby, won't you take a ride with me? Ride on, ride on, we can untangle all the mystery Ride on, 
destiny I taste the breeze of freedom It's tingling on my tongue You and I out on the road We'll stay Won't you to take